and thank you for joining us on Giving Voice to Depression. I'm Bridget. And I'm Terry. More than 350 million people worldwide suffer from depression, but you do not have to have it yourself to be affected by it. Its prevalence pretty much guarantees that someone you care about battles its darkness. This podcast tries to shine some light into that darkness. We're not experts and we're not therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and who are committed to encouraging healthy, healing conversations about mental illness. Hi, Terry. Hi, Bridget. Today, we're going to talk about the Heads Together movement, the nationwide campaign going on in the United Kingdom. Um, most recently, I watched a video, and I know it's just a piece of the bigger picture, but I thought it was fascinating how Lady Gaga and Prince William spoke um, about depression. She was so candid and so real, and you know, we hear the word normalizing all the time, but she was so normal and just talking about it. It was awesome. It being depression and mental illness. Yes. Yes. They've got uh, us talking around the water coolers finally. Exactly, exactly. You know, people are actually talking about mental illness and depression. And for Harry to come out and say that, not surprisingly, you know, he experienced great chaos after his mother died. I think it's all really, really good for taking the lid off this tightly closed jar. And it's great that they're bringing the spotlight to the issue. It really is amazing. Absolutely. And speaking of shining a spotlight, we spoke with Jeff McDonald in the UK, whose devotion to creating mentally and emotionally healthy and human workplaces blended perfectly with the Mental Health Initiative in the UK. Jeff McDonald became involved in the whole Heads Together campaign in a very serendipitous way. He attended a conference at which then-Prime Minister David Cameron spoke. Afterwards, Jeff raised his hand with an audience question and then waited while 10 people were called on before him. Then finally, he heard the Prime Minister say, There's a guy in the audience who has been so patient, I am going to let him ask the last question. So I got up and I basically, I said, I said, Mr. Cameron, you know, I have spent the last four or five months trying to get a bunch of CEOs, business leaders around the table to talk about the role that they've got to play in helping to lead in breaking the stigma in their organizations. And I said, who can I work with in your government to uh, convene this meeting? And he looked at me and he said, nobody. I said, what do you mean nobody? He said, I'm not going to delegate that. I'll draw you. And six weeks later, we sat around the cabinet table in 10 Downing Street with 20 CEOs of global-sized businesses talking about this issue and the role they've got to do in breaking the stigma. That's what I meant about serendipity, right? But get this. One of the people at that meeting was Sir Ian Cheshire. He just so happened to have been working with the royal family on the new National Mental Health Initiative we're hearing so much about these days. After he heard Jeff speak, Sir Ian asked Jeff if he'd advise Heads Together on how the campaign can impact the workplace. Jeff continues that role on an as-needed basis. We just need to start the conversations. We just need people to start talking about illnesses as illnesses. You know, I mean, Rome's not built in a day. But if we can get people to at least start to talk about depression, anxiety, bipolar, rather than hide behind the word stress, as we talk more about it, so we increase our understanding. As we increase in our understanding, so we can begin to put in place measures uh, to help address or prevent uh, people from getting ill or support people who are ill. 
There was a little glitch in the audio, but Cameron, what he said to him was, no, I won't delegate it. I will do it myself. And he set up that meeting. So I don't know if that was clear or not, but... I think it's great that Jeff is getting that conversation going, talking about illnesses like they're just illnesses. It's great. Exactly. Why this huge distinction between physical illness and mental illness? I don't know what that's about. It's really odd how that dynamic has been set up. Jeff's personal journey is another story, and I didn't mean to shortchange it by starting with the royal stuff. It's just it's so in the news right now that I sort of rearranged it a little bit. It is one of those nice, from his own experience and pain, deciding to move forward and help people, which we've been hearing a lot of lately. And, you know, it's just that one person doing something and how it can impact others. It's it's inspiring. In 2008, Jeff woke one morning with a panic attack, convinced he was dying of a heart attack. After being diagnosed with anxiety-fueled depression, he made what he considers the life-saving decision to not be burdened by stigma. Because it allowed me to talk about my illness, to get the help, the support, the love that I needed to get myself better. And that might have been the happy, healthy ending to a private personal story. But a few years later, his good friend, who kept his depression secret, died by suicide. And I lay in bed that night and I thought to myself, wow, you know, I've been through it. I didn't even pick up the symptoms or notice anything. I've just lost a good friend. Why couldn't he talk to me about it? And uh, I suppose at a very simplistic level, I kind of lay in bed and I thought stigma has just killed a friend of mine. Because had he had any other illness... He probably would have gone to the doctor, got the necessary help in the sport, and got better. The combination of those two experiences sent Jeff into the world. He now had a mission. There are very few people in this world who have not been touched by this illness. Now, it might not be your own personal experience of being depressed, but you'll have a brother, you'll have a daughter, you'll have a son, you'll have a father, you'll have an uncle, you'll have a friend who've all been touched in a way. And uh, I can't believe that people in the business world haven't been touched or in the working world. And that thought was Jeff's catalyst. He says 10 years ago, people hesitated a lot more to tell you they were gay. 10 years before then, cancer was taboo. I just want people in the working world to know that they've got the choice to put their hand up and ask for help if they're suffering from depression, anxiety or bipolar. Just like feel they have that choice for any other illness. And do they have that choice? Or if they raise their hand and say that, are they going to lose their job? They don't have that choice mm-hmm. today. Absolutely not. They don't have that choice. But as we break the stigma more and more, so people will feel that they have got the choice. Jeff knows a little something about corporate culture. He's the former global vice president of HR at consumer goods giant Unilever, a job he quit to educate the business world about mental illness. Well, how did you go from, oh, gosh, I have depression to I am going to make a difference in the world? (laughs) Very difficult question to answer, Terry, because... Over the last two years, I've begun to realize that when you live your life where it's kind of soul-centered, where it's all about a sense of purpose, something to give rather than get, um, when that happens, the universe just starts to line up behind you. Uh, and it puts people, places, and opportunities in your way, which you would never have experienced if you continue to lead, lead what I call a very egocentric, narcissistic kind of life where it's getting. Jeff is so committed to this cause and to the power that sharing and talking have in breaking stigma that he agreed to this interview while on vacation in his birthplace of South Africa before we even had a website or a single podcast posted because he believes 
And, you know, every single story Terry gets told is like a lifeboat that is thrown out into the ocean and somebody who's swimming in the ocean grabs onto that lifeboat and says, wow, I can do something about this. I can get better. I want to go to Jeff's uh, project because it is really impressive and it's getting bigger by the minute. It's Minds at Work Movement. Dot com and it's actually a movement i mean this isn't a website or a you know a little something it's it's an actual movement which is really cool so it's minds at work com and you can learn more about what he's doing and ask yourself the question why something like that isn't happening here in the u.s but um maybe it will it's got to start somewhere oh it's starting he's done a great job impressive Next week, we're going to talk about the difference between being or feeling sad or bummed out versus actually being depressed. Look forward to it. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I saw the truck go by. And so I'm just putting out there that this week, every single day, I'm trying to think of five things that I'm grateful for every time I catch myself turning into kind of a negative direction. I'm grateful for you, Bridget. Oh, mean for you, baby. Thank you. I hope I make your list. <laughs> dog, 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 dog. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Bye, hun. We hope that our podcasts bring about a little more understanding or help people articulate their experience of depression a little more. And thanks to each and every person who's digging deep and finding the words and finding the courage to give voice to depression. And you can find our podcasts on our website, givingvoicetodepression.com, as well as on iTunes, where we hope you will subscribe, rate, and respectfully comment. And please remember, if you're hurting, speak up. If someone else is hurting, listen up.